Invaders, the podcast where we review video games from inside video games. Reactivators, the bachelor device that allows us to travel into the world of any video game. We react to the games we invade. Every week on the show, we bring a guest into the Reactivator to give them an opportunity to see one of their favorite video games from a new perspective. We are Reactivators. Hey, if you like this show, throw us a fiver on iTunes. That means five stars. Um, we just got our first negative review, and I'm not as upset about that as I am the fact that they didn't say anything. They just one-starred us and left them at that. At least plead your case. Uh, we, we'll talk more about that. Uh, anyway, if you want to balance those reviews out, go ahead and just hit us five. Uh, I, I'm your host, Nick Smashboy Costanza, and joining me once again... As always, my fearless co-host, Tyler Baby Schnook. Reveal yourself, coward, whoever fucking gave us that review. I'll beat your damn ass. <clears throat> now I... What? I'm sorry. I was Cyberly. Oh, okay. Great, great. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you if you noticed that, that somebody did that to us. Um, I I guess I saw it on, on Twitter briefly, and I went <laughs> I went over in a rage to my podcast app and and saw that there was no review and i think that is the most cowardly thing you can fucking do if you're gonna you to tell this me this shit's bad and not say why i get to i get to uh jokingly threaten you over my podcast that's fair that's the law of the internet you can be threatened if you give us bad review jokingly threatened you little b-word whoever you are out there I'm going to get you cyberly. And it's a joke, but he's coming for you. (laughs) Uh, Tyler, baby, it's been a minute. You have been moving. Um, I didn't want to to tell you this. I actually snuck into the reactivator segment factory last week without you. Uh, You did what? I edited that whole episode and didn't realize. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's kind of on you, but um. Anyway, uh, we don't need to get into that. Uh, Tyler, how's moves? Uh, moves suck, man. Um, was it uh, uh, the worst episode of the podcast uh, ever recorded? By the way, I didn't listen. Our guest certainly thought it was. Oh, okay. Uh, he was very self-conscious. Um, not an improviser. Jowy Buffick, um, Jow. I'm sorry, I got that wrong on the show too. Uh, but uh, he, he made a valiant effort, and I thought it was great. It was, he did a very good job. If it was bad, it was because I put him in that situation. Great. Um, the one nice thing about moving, and I will say, because I have been crashing with a uh, friend of the show, Brent Flyberg, um, Brent. Uh, Brent Flyberp, um, uh, the booting boy himself. Uh, we've been playing Ollie Ollie World. That thing fucking rocks on the PS5. You got a PS5 over here. Whoa. What's the game? Ollie Ollie World? Yeah. Skating? Yeah, skating. It's it, it came out. It's on everything now, but I initially thought it was just a downloadable thing for Switch. And if you can hear this vacuuming, I can't do anything about it. It's from an apartment next door. This is what you get when I'm not in my place yet. Uh, it's mild. I bet I think we can persevere. Um, does Brett have bug snacks? Bug snacks? It's a video game. It's not 
Oh, I thought, okay. I thought you were like, he's got roaches there. Um, and he's, he feeding them poison as in bug snacks. Um, what, no, I don't think he does. Uh, okay. Yeah. That was one of the first PS five games. I heard it. it. It looked like a little kitty game, but I heard it as a really dark plot twist, which, Hey, yeah, kind of is a par for the course with the game we're talking about this week. Um, and I am just going to say up top, uh, before you listen any further, full spoilers for Bioshock. We'll, we won't talk about it until the second half of the episode, but get ready. They're coming. Uh, speaking of coming, uh, let me introduce oh our guests. <laughs> we have a fantastic guest today, an improviser and comedian uh, and uh, just all around cool feller. It's Michael Rozelle. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks for having me. What's wow. up? Long time listener, first time uh, guest. Yeah. Is that a thing people say? That's, I feel like when I listen to the radio, people would say that. Long time listener, first time caller. Oh, I thought you, said, I thought you were going to say guest. I don't, I don't know how many. <laughs> I was going to say that uh, is no. wrong. <laughs> if I can, no, if I, be here. If I called into a radio station, I think I'd feel like a guest on the air. Yeah, I guess they're calling in and they're doing the like, hey, Howard, I love to hear you. What do you think about this? And then they're like, mute that guy and we're going to talk. Mm-hmm. And then a guest is somebody in the studio. So, right. I Did agree. You guys, you guys ever call into a radio station? I called into it. Yo, go on, please. Oh, uh, well, uh, I called in and twice called into a radio station twice and i won a prize both times <gasps> really Whoa. yeah uh oh i think that like three times i won three radio prizes i don't know what the deal is with me and radio prizes i won a model train set i won uh the season one complete dvd of lost which i was a Ooh. huge fan of and uh then tropico 2 pirates cove which was randomly given out. These are all back in like Oklahoma City. And I suspect nobody wanted these prizes. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, in Tropico, yeah. I, I'm doing a new thing for uh, listeners of the show. I don't know why you need to know this information, but when we book our guests, I ask for uh, a couple of their favorite games to sort of get a grasp on where we stand as gamers. And Tropico was on your list, I believe. Yeah, big fan of uh, Tropico 2, Pirate's Cove, and then I played uh, 3 and 4, which were made by, I think maybe even made by a different studio, but follow the same. Uh, So Tropico 1, as I understand it, I didn't play it, but is like kind of like Sims for like an island where you're uh, some Caribbean dictator, probably. It's vaguely themed like a banana republic and you're kind of the dictator of the island. Then Tropico 2, Pirate's Cove, they just completely went in a different direction and you're a pirate island. Uh, and then Tropico 3, they went back and all the rest are like back to the like Caribbean island dictator theme. Oh. But, uh, but Tropico 2, Pirate's Cove was so much fun. You got to be a pirate and felt a little bit less real. <laughs> yeah. Like, it felt a little bit more fun, the theme. So I was a big fan, I played it. And that's the game that I probably played most recently, like the old Tropico game. Wow. Uh, So you Jeopardy style answered my house games question. (laughs) Yeah, that's house games. Uh, 
Tyler, what did you do when you called into the radio station? I was going to ask, what did you win? But I don't know that you won. Uh, no, I called into the best show, which is a comedy show that I've been listening to for many years, uh, hosted by Tom Sharpling. Um, it's based out here in LA now. That's recent. Uh, but I called in and uh, got very nervous and I uh, got gomped, as they say. This was many gomped? years ago. Gomped. That's what they call it on the show when he hangs up on your ass. Because uh. you were a bad caller or he's doing it com- for comedic effect. In this case, I was a bad caller. Um, what did you ask a question or did you? Well, I was going to and it never really got to the question. There was a musician Kurt Vile was on. It was like towards the end of the episode. I really didn't have much. And uh, they were like, you got anything else? And I was like, ah, and they hung up on me. Wow. Gomped. Gomped. Got gomped. But in a way, it's an honor. Shout out to the best show. Shout out. I'm glad there's no bad blood there. No, no. If there was, I... God, I hope there isn't. <laughs> no. Uh, I uh, used to call into Radio Disney as a child. That tracks for you. <laughs> Honestly, wasn't my idea. I I would get scared to be on the line myself. I used to do it with my friend. He won a couple prizes, uh, His he and his sister. Um, and uh, now he's all right. Hmm. Yeah. And you think the radio show did that to him? I think. I think it might have jokingly allegedly uh oh yeah i'm joking <laughs> just for the record nick costanza thinks radio disney turns people all right is that what i'm hearing yes that's parody i can say that <laughs> 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 um uh so michael you you mentioned tropico 2 was the game you've played most recently is that right no, I played, I think, Tropico 4 most okay. recently. Tropico um, 4. How recently was recently? Uh, probably back when I was in Oklahoma visiting family. So maybe like six months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. It might have been a Christmas play. But I okay. also played Age of Empires around the same time. So those two probably. Uh, and that was also on your list, Age of Empires. Was that one or two? Oh, I've played the whole series, Age of Empires. Uh, I really got hooked on two, but then yes. whatever they're on most recently, three or four or something. Uh, I think I played three most recently. Uh, two is is my favorite by far. Yeah. One uh, was hard. Is... Yeah, the, the, a lot of the, just the mechanics weren't in place. Like I played two first and then went back and played one. And I was like, oh, they really improved it was a huge improvement yeah um, but they get better i think they released like a remaster which is what i was checking out the i played the ogs back in the day and then the recently as of a couple of years ago recently remastered ones are pretty great too some nice new graphics i'm into that i will download it on steam oh which interestingly brings us to our first segment uh don't tell Tyler this. I did sneak into the segment factory last week and I brought a little box with a new segment. It's just been sitting on a shelf back there. An orange box because it's time for the orange box. <clears throat> here come the test results. Nom, nom, nom. Bill's here. Medic. 
Matic. Uh, it's time for the new segment, the Orange Box, where we talk about Valve games. Okay, and there I was thinking, what the fuck could this be about? <laughs> uh, well, look, here's the reason I keep bringing up this list Michael sent me. It's because three of the games on that list were Valve games. We had Team Fortress 2, Portal, and Left 4 Dead. And guess what? These are three of my favorite games as well. So I just wanted to give us an opportunity to talk Valve. And if you don't want to talk about a Valve game, you're welcome to talk about a Valve, like the thing you spin. Uh, So that's the gimmick of the segment. You can either talk about a video game or you can talk about a piece of engineering equipment. Uh, But Michael, I know that you like these games. Um, Why don't you tell us about your love for them? Oh, it was... So you can, everybody can kind of figure out a couple things here, which is when I was at my peak of gaming uh, and when I was probably how old I am based on what I'm about to say, which is that this was all during college when these got released. And that was when I built with my dad's help, my own like home PC for gaming and uh, to reward myself for having built a PC. uh, And I had, it was like my first paying job working in an IT department on campus and so I had some of my own money and I went out and I bought uh, pretty much every game that I <laughs> texted you earlier, but I bought the orange box uh, and Half-Life loved it. Uh, Portal was like incredible, but they're both single player games and then spent a, so much time during college uh, not paying any attention to my homework or anything not going to parties, just uh, playing Team Fortress 2. Right up until the point that they started introducing like a lot of hats. Did you guys play that? Yeah, It became very important part of the like Team Fortress 2 culture at some point to have like unique hats. It was hats? Yeah. It, it was hats. And I, I distinctly remember this time. Uh, for me, I was in ninth grade um, hanging out with... Uh, Jack, who was just on the show, and all, all my old friends from our Trouble in Terrorist Town episode, which itself was a, a Half-Life 2 engine remake. Um, so the hats in TF2, at one point, it was mostly just a game where you picked your character. You might have been able to customize a little about your character, but not much. And then they introduced these hats, which it was, uh, in a way, one of the earlier loot box games in a big on- online multiplayer scale. And you, if you were really lucky, there was a teeny tiny chance you could get a hat for your character. And so people just spent all their time looking for them. I remember a YouTube video I loved where they were super hard to get. And then uh, a guy had two in his inventory and the whole video was him just moving them to the trash can and deleting them. <laughs> <laughs> that was great Ooh. yeah great self-troll uh but then the hats became way more prevalent and everybody started wearing a hat and sometimes you would stack multiple hats on top of each other on your character and was, I don't, yeah that was sort of yeah it got out it became more of like a hat collection simulator than a, a combat simulator people really i don't know what uh i think that's probably very common now to have like the accessories be a big part of certain games but yes. it was it was not what i signed on for like i was like Hat. can we get back to the cartoon thing where we blow everybody up in comical ways 
uh, and everybody just wanted to do hats. So I bowed out at hats. When you said loot box, I was a little triggered. Oh no. Because if, if people remember there was, a, there was a solid three years in podcasting where loot crate wouldn't get the hell out of there advertising wise. Do you remember this? I do remember it. And embarrassingly, I used to have a loot crate subscription. Yeah, that tracks. Um, uh, I, I hate, I couldn't, I, I, w- I was ready for those ads to be done. By the way, where the hell's Chris Hardwick? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, where's he been? Good. <laughs> it's as if he just disappeared. <laughs> ah, good. So, Michael, what other games did you like? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm ask- assuming Chris Hardwick did something terrible based <laughs> on... <laughs> I'm not up to date on my Chris Hardwick news. Yeah. Uh, really glad I didn't <laughs> jump in on that one before I found out where the culture settled on him. Yeah, jokingly... That dude fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, so I want to talk about a valve that's on the hose outside. Mm. I like to twist it until the water comes out, but sometimes um, it sticks and I have to really twist it. And then I hurt my hand before the water finally comes out. Do you? Is this at your apartment complex? Are they making you water things? They're not making me, but there is one at the complex, and sometimes I just like to twist it, and make the water come out. Right. That sounds. I don't fun. know. Well, I don't have a home right now, so this is a little triggering for me as well. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you ever played a Valve game? Is that Legos in the back? Yes, uh, in the in my background, um, which I'll take a picture of uh, for the episode photo. I usually hide them, but I do have a, a desk behind me. It's got some of my Lego collection on it. You can see here the uh, AT AT uh, or at at my former roommate Brian purchased that for me. Then from behind we have a Boba Fett. Um, uh, palace, formerly Jabba's palace, and then uh, Imperial shuttle to the right of it. Um, I've been going crazy, guys, past couple years. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not a loot crate. No, I in my move, I found some of my old loot crate stuff. And um, how much is it worth? So not much, but <laughs> what I have. This toy, it is a Funko Pop. Yeah. I, I used to go by Nick Funko Stanza once upon a time. Uh, this is one of the few Funkos I actually have. It is a 2014 Comic-Con edition Kerrigan from Heart of the Swarm, Feral Kerrigan. Uh, and that's why it's time for an impromptu. The price is fight. <laughs> okay. And we'll figure out how much this item costs. Uh, oh, you're going to lead? Yeah, I'll, I'll lead, unless you want to do it. No, I, I don't have my phone on me. Okay, so uh, we have 2014 Kerrigan Funko Pop Comic-Con Edition. Uh, this was given to me. Um, mm-hmm. And then how do you do that? If there's different prices, you go by the lowest? I generally go, I try and go highest. Highest? 
okay so i got a brand new sealed one metal i think it's metal um i'm gonna have to do more research uh we'll say yes for now um so uh the rules here michael uh unlike the prices right if you guess over the price you don't lose um you're just going to give an estimated best guess uh and whoever is closer will win mm -hmm. to the death yeah great that sounds fantastic um, and on how I always wanted to go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a segment. Do, yeah. On a podcast segment. Uh, what is that character from? What piece of pop culture? Starcraft. Great. Great. It was a real-time strategy game uh, in the late nineties remade as Starcraft two in 2010. Um, it's a franchise that's been around for a while. It's one of the big three um, Blizzard video games. All right, right on. So, Michael, I'll I'll, I'll start us off here with a guess, uh, just to show you how it's done. Uh, based on the clues, this is a Comic Con exclusive. This is also a Funko Pop. So I'm going to say twelve dollars. Interesting. <laughs> uh, I think you left out that it's metal. Oh crap. Seems... <laughs> well, I can't take my, back my answer now. Uh, I think it might go for a little more. It's sealed. Uh, those Comic-Con people, you know, got to collect them all. There's were only so many of those. I'm going to go 25 bucks. Okay. You guys are off by about $300. No, really? Holy crap. This sealed one, free four-day shipping, buy it now. Three forty nine ninety five. Wow, boy! Holy I'm glad man. we did this segment. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, get rid of that thing. <laughs> uh, it might be paying my rent soon. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, Tyler, you played a Valve game? No. Okay. Um, well, then uh, that concludes our first segment, the Orange Box. Well, Nick. Yeah. I didn't go to the fucking segment factory, but I did find a box when I was moving. Oh, uh, in, a in, mis in, what? misplaced box? Oh, misplaced box. And when I opened it up, this is when I was moving into my storage unit, a new segment was in there. It was called Ring Fit Misadventures. Uh, ring? Oh, yeah, I'm going to play this forever. Uh, two weeks later. No, I don't play that thing anymore. Welcome to uh, Ring Fit Misadventure. Wow. <laughs> so this is a, a self-hating segment. <laughs> kind of, in a way. Are you familiar with the Ring Fit, uh, Michael? Not at all. Okay. Well, this was a thing. It's a circle, like, hoop that you can hold in your hands it was made for the switch in a workout game called ring fit adventure and what you did it was like a you know because we is always done uh or nintendo they had the wii thing where you we fit um where you could get fit on the wii and it would tell you you're fat even if you were a child um 
and this one is a similar idea, but it's a ring and you can squeeze it and that's how you like run in the game. Um, and it was very big in the pandemic and it, uh, in fact, shot up like a hundred dollars more than what it was worth. Um, so I got one for a little more than I should have gotten it for. And let me tell you, used it for two weeks Mm. as a lot of people do with workout equipment with that's supposed to be fun and it's a, you know, whatever. So it's just been sitting around the houses I've lived in. Um, And now I'm moving uh, into a new place. But for whatever fucking reason, this rig fit keeps getting my damn way. Do you keep dragging it with you from house to house thinking you'll get back into it one of these days? It's like, well, it's a peripheral, you know? It's like one of those, like, oh, I'll keep all this stuff I have for the Switch, have a whole collection. This thing's pissing me off. (laughs) But you like the concept of it. No, not anymore. Okay. <laughs> That's what this segment's about. I hate the concept of like a video game telling me that I'm out of shape. I mean, it, it's true, but mm-hmm. I don't like it. I'm. That's not what I'm looking for. I'll tell you this. It's a good workout. It it made my legs sore. It like it made me. I was like stretching. Like I was more flexible than I than I've ever been. And then I uh, after two weeks. After two weeks. I might I'm, give this thing a shot. That's great. I'd love Michael, to get more flexible. Not a, not during this segment. Please don't say that. Michael, this is more of a memorial for the ring fit. You're kind of like lifting it up out of its coffin. It's dead, dude. Okay. Got it. And I'm killing it now. I'm shooting it straight in the back. Got it. This thing, it felt like I was in a, a cartoon because I would go to close a trunk and somehow it would pop out and I'd be like, boing, and I couldn't close the damn trunk. Then you closed twice. You you finally got the trunk closed. Your tongue had gotten stuck in it. Mm -hmm. Pulled out like fruit by the foot. Yeah. Your eyes popped out of your head too. You saw that. You're a living cartoon. I was pissed. And it was was the the last day I had to be out of my house. Moved everything into my storage unit. Couch. Last thing I got to fit in this storage unit. Couch won't fit. Just barely. I have to move out a bunch of stuff. Have a friend of mine help me out. I have to rearrange a couple of things. I pull out two boxes. So things start going. Finally, almost get it in there. Ring fit falls on my head from I don't know where. I chucked it in there, just like out of my trunk. Came and hit me in the head. It was like a third. It made me third time it had happened. I was so furious. Talk about cartoon antics. Yeah. In my life. Well, Tyler, like my friend Kylo Ren once said, let the past die. Kill it if you have to. And I'm killing the ring fit. Good. At the end of segment. (laughs) (laughs) I support you. That's not the first time I've been told to shut up at a funeral. (laughs) Is that true? Uh, no. Okay. Oh God. I was it gonna... feels like it feels like it could be true. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, you know. I guess that is true. No, you're yeah. a very nice boy. You wouldn't get kicked out of anywhere. You're good, Oklahoma boy. Can you sing the song? Do the song oh, for Oklahoma, us. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plains and the waving wheat 
It sure smells sweet. Uh, the rest of it. And we're going to make him sing the rest. While we do, we're going to take a quick break before we come back to talk about our game of the week. Bioshock. Sing! It sure smells. <laughs> and the wind comes sweeping down where the deer and the antelope play. And we're back. Full spoilers for Bioshock to follow. A man chooses, a slave obeys. Bioshock is an FPS game developed and published by, uh, uh uh-oh. I forgot to put this in. I assume it's not Rockstar Games. Uh, We'll circle back to that. Set in the retro-futuristic underwater city Rapture, Bioshock puts players in first-person control of protagonist Jack, who must use a variety of weapons and the sea slug-based powers, known as plasmids, to fight his way through the city as he uncovers its mysterious past. In fact, Rapture is a city planned by business magnate Andrew Ryan, who was designed as a, uh, and the city was designed as a fallen utopia based on the work of Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand, and Ayn other, Rand, yeah. yeah, and I said that right the first time, and I'll make that edit real quick, uh, and the other 20, 20th century writers who believed in the ideas of objectivism, that man should be driven by greed rather than morals. Released in 2007 and positively lauded for its gameplay, graphics, acting, writing, and surprising story twists, Bioshock received universal acclaim and is considered one of the most influential games of the early aughts. It was followed by a sequel, Bioshock 2, and a pre-sequel, Bioshock Infinite, with the franchise as a whole selling over 37 million copies. Michael Rizal, I understand this is one of your favorite games. Would you kindly tell us about it? Uh, yeah, if, if I remember correctly, you start off, you're kind of an unnamed or tangentially named character who is in a plane crash at the beginning, and you're out on the open water, and you, uh, the only... I don't remember how, but you get into some sort of like thing that brings you underwater. And so the game starts off, you're in this crash and then- Lighthouse. Yeah, that's right. And you're being taken underwater. And as they're kind of doing some narrative uh, narration or whatever, you're getting to see this like underwater city of rapture and you're getting taken in. uh, And then you arrive to a like fallen utopian uh, city underwater that is- kind of like art deco inspired uh a lot of the um design is just really cool i think the art design they kind of knocked it out of the park on it yeah it's really good it's uh it's got the same mechanics as a game called system shock system shock 2 uh which was incredible which is like a lot of the story unfolds through these audio recordings that you find you know throughout the game so you're you don't get all the information all at once you're kind of dropped into something has happened here and as you uh explore more you kind of find out you start getting these like instructions too from uh i think his name's ryan and you start getting these instructions that tell you certain things and what to do and you know it's one of the i think great games that there is a part at the beginning where they're basically teaching you how to play the game, mm-hmm. but it's very narratively like, you know, crafted and stuff. So a lot of stuff happens there and then you kind of get to explore and uh, there's a lot of like threats that happen through. There's a lot of these, these people who have taken 
too much of the drug that are splicers. Uh, splicers, yeah, and they're these kind of crazed drug addicts who attack you and uh you you can collect ammo and you there's these um really scary uh people who are in like old-timey diving suits they're called big daddies and they they have drills for hands and if one of those things goes after you you are in big trouble they're protecting often these um little girls called little sisters who um i i they're, they're, there's something wrong with them for sure. And a part of the gameplay mechanic is um, helping or you have a choice. You have a moral choice of what to do with these little sisters um, because you can kind of fix them. I forget what the thing is, but you can kindly, uh, you know, release them, <laughs> fix them cleanly and they live but you don't get very much out of that compared to a choice to harvest them and take the um, powerful stuff that's inside them and it kills them, but you get their more powers and more mm-hmm. stuff from them. So there's like a moral element to it. Uh, it's a lot harder if you choose not to kill the little sisters, you know, the game rewards killing them. But only on a surface gameplay level to get the good ending of the game, you have to have saved every single one of them. Yeah, mm. I can't remember if there's two or three. There's, I think there's three, right? Three endings. Yes, I believe there's three. There's definitely a bad there's, ending there's and a good ending. And then save all, I think there's save all of them. There's killed all of them. And then there's like harvested some. That's right. Wrong about that. Yeah. What happens when you harvest some? Because I can, I could, I beat this not too long ago. For the um, first time i'll pull it up right now uh by the way while i do that uh michael you mentioned this game uh was similar to system shock 2 a video game also developed by ken levine and his team at irrational games one of the publisher for bioshock along with 2k information i 100 didn't have to look up uh, <laughs> is so in the endings for bioshock if you rescue none of oh wait a minute so if you rescue all of them uh jack takes the girls to the surface raises them as his own that's what it was it was very it was a little creepy but it's it's sweet he raises them as his daughters and then they all like touch his old hand or whatever (laughs) yeah that's right yeah as you die it's very sad but if you harvest them then you narrate uh the narration says that um you did bad and then uh the splicers escape and attack the crew of a passing submarine with u.s navy men um and then i guess the world ends i don't know it feels a little harsh killing a few little girls but uh i yeah you you would do that (laughs) yeah kill a couple of them if I was going to get sea slug powers, uh, yeah, dude, I'd kill some <laughs> girls, and that's parody. That's a, yeah, it's jokingly parody. Yeah, Disney made me say that. 
<laughs> so uh, this game is great. It's one of my favorite games. We don't talk about first person shooters too much on this podcast, but that is a great single player version of one where you walk around, you get your powers. You can have, you'll have um, the plasmid powers, which you shoot up like heroin. And then you have your electricity coming out of your fingers, your hand catches on fire. And uh, there are all these neat visual ways to represent what's happening to you. Uh, you mentioned the the person who's talking to you on the intercom throughout the game. Uh, it's not Andrew Ryan. It's in fact Atlas, a right. uh, an Irish accented uh, member of the proletariat. He fancies himself a socialist. He wants the workers to rise up against this uh, capitalist hellscape that is uh, rapture, but. This leads to the game's big twist, which is that um, there's kind of a two-part twist, isn't there? On one level, Atlas is not Atlas. He is, in fact, um, Frank Fontaine, a uh, guy from Joyzy, who's a, a classic mobster villain, um, somehow more of a stereotype than the Irish guy. <laughs> yeah, he was doing a great Irish. <laughs> now, it, Tyler, I found this out. It's two different actors. Mm. They had an Irish guy do the voice of the Irish part. And then when it flips, it's another actor who does not do a great job in um slight spoiler for bioshock infinite uh dlc you do go back to rapture there and at one point atlas speaks in that and he does frank fontaine they hired the irish guy to do irish and italian uh new york in that he sounds good he sounds good yeah you it's hard to tell which voice is the voice um so that's the first part of there's dlc that's for infinite yeah yeah it's really good there's well we'll talk about it later <laughs> hey i'm i'm a little mixed on it um a quick aside here bioshock infinite i played that in college and was so blown away by the story of it that after i beat the game rolled credits I walked outside and it was nighttime and I just walked around my college campus thinking about how amazing the game was. I've beaten it four times. Really? Infinite? Yeah. Wow. I really liked it when it came out too. It's good. I would walk around my neighborhood thinking about <clears throat> why I wasn't in college. <laughs> oh. I uh, I mean, not to skip ahead, but I only played Bioshock 1 mm. and walked around my neighborhood thinking about it. Um, but then, and then just now I looked it up on Steam because I was trying to find out how many hours I'd put into the game. And I realized I didn't. I'd had it on like hard copy DVD. But on Steam, I bought Bioshock 2 and never even opened it. Maybe uh, you'll have to. Yeah, now I'm like, great um, that's what i'm about to do for however long it takes to beat that game uh and infinite i never got into but i think i like heard the story plot so no need mm. to worry about me getting spoiled <clears throat> well i'm not going to spoil it because that's another game with twists and we'll save it for its episode but i will say this i used to have some elitism against bioshock 2 and in fact have never played it because one and infinite were both designed by this 
developer Ken Levine, who crafted the story for both. He did not work on the second one. And so now retroactively, I've heard the second one is good. I heard the gameplay is great. Um, but for a while, I was being a purist. Like, I only want the Ken Levine one. Why? Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Uh, that's fair. I mean, uh, I think I think System Shock 2 and Bioshock 1, and from what I've heard of Infinite, are like the greatest. And so if you're not going to have somebody who did the greatest games of all time do the sequel to their own game, I mean, that's uh that's a poor choice whoever made that <laughs> uh well to circle back to the twist i said the first half but i didn't say the biggest part of it so atlas reveals that he's frank fontaine but the bigger thing he reveals is that while he's been the voice in your head this whole time he has actually been making you the player perform actions with the use of the phrase would you kindly it turns out the player is a genetically enhanced baby who's been uh, grown in a lab, more or less the illegitimate son of Andrew Ryan, the businessman. And um, in that genetic engineering, they implanted this past phrase. When you hear the words, would you kindly, you have to perform actions. And what's great about that twist is that in all of these games, uh, especially up until this point, you always have someone in your ear telling you what to do. And it's to help the player learn the game. So you're always enticed to follow their instructions. But here it's flipped on its head and lampshaded a little bit because it's really telling you, you had to do all these things. I, I, this voice in your head are making you. It's very Kojima, and I really, uh, I really love that twist. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's the uh, fact that I was in college when I was playing this, but it, the game also has, you know, Ayn Rand's philosophy is heavily featured throughout it. There's a lot of other like uh, philosophical undertones to the whole thing, and the idea that like uh, we're going to build a free society but actually none of what you've been doing has been your own free choice the whole time. It feels yeah. really resident to the kind of vibe of uh, where we are. Which is, and it's, it is like, yeah, it's like a little like anti Ayn Rand stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But it's all, it's like, I mean, it, it hit me at least at a time, like the opening, I think it's one of the openings or, or early on, they tell you like, um, you know, it's against like the, the capitalist way of doing things that like, u.s government they're against the vatican like you know they're mm. anti-god they're against moscow's like give everything to the people very like libertarian vibes throughout all of it yeah um, yeah strange yeah so the just my personal but like hot college take was i was like oh libertarianism doesn't sound so bad like knowing nothing uh, about <laughs> sure. the world and so it was it hit me hard like it, the de the deconstruction of it or the kind of like uh you know philosophical points they were making hit for me it may have taken a little while longer to like fully sink in but at the time i was like oh okay good point <laughs> although maybe now it's heavy-handed i don't know but at the time i was like that when the twist came it it hit me it got me i did not see it coming yes me neither it's interesting and unique in 
storytelling in games, which now that's kind of commonplace. A lot of games go for philosophical beats. They tend to be a little more story focused. We just talked about Red Dead 2. That does that constantly throughout its 40 hour story. But in a game like this, you don't necessarily expect it. So at first, when you're walking around the world and you're listening to these audio tapes the entire time, um, they talk about how great a place it was and how at the start everyone got along and it worked because they followed this system. Um, but as the more you listen to those and the more you play, the game is telling you it didn't work. This society has fallen apart. And in fact, the guy who claimed that he was out to help everyone, Atlas, is a fraud who is just even more of the same. He is trying to make himself rich to the extreme and he ends up turning himself into a slug man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, people don't always talk about this, so I do want to point it out. This game has a weak ending. Not the final mm. cut scene, which I like, although it's a little weird <laughs> taking five little girls and raising them as your own. Uh, the actual ending is that you have a traditional video game boss battle. Prior to that, when you get your big reveal of the story and payoff, you have a confrontation with Andrew Ryan where he tells you repeatedly a man chooses a slave obeys after he has said, would you kindly kill me? And you have to watch as your character kills this man uh, and you're told that you're a slave and you have to kill him anyway. That's stuff so good. But the final boss battle is a guy injects himself with slug juice and he turns into a giant slug and then he beat him up and that's the end of the game. Yeah. What do you mean that's bad? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel befitting of the level of story that the game had presented earlier, but the game is a first person shooter. I get it. Uh, you know that at one point this was going to be turned into a movie. Did you guys know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I believe it was going to be made by Gore Verbinski, the uh, mm. director of the Pirates movies. I think could have done okay. Uh, you know? Yeah. Okay. He knows water. <laughs> I, I think it's uh, that, that mostly tells me the production design would have been pretty good, which would have been yeah. important. But I, there's no way in any... Uh, any of these like transfers from one medium to another to capture the full experience of it, you know? So I don't know. I wish I, they probably would have, I, I would be hopeful that they used like the setting and stuff, but not a direct adapt adaptation. Well, I'll tell you what they would have used. Johnny Depp doing an Irish accent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, okay. I take it back. That's perfect. So you'd characterize Jack Sparrow as Irish. Oh, wait a minute. I get what you mean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the um, rum gun. Yeah. Would you kindly yeah. give me the rum? Oh my god, yeah. Johnny, are you are you on the Zoom? Guys. Just like Johnny. It was, yeah. D turn your turn your camera back on, Nick. Was that you? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh Johnny just came into my room and turned it on. I didn't okay. invite him. This is not a comment on how I feel about the Amber Heard trial. <laughs> okay, it sounds like it might be. It's yeah. not wow. a comment. Johnny Depp Hot is take staying. From Nick Costanza. <laughs> Nick, are those Ayn Rand posters in your bag? <laughs> uh, no, those are just normal Legos. 
Yeah, can you turn <laughs> on the Disney? Uh, I looked this up real quick because I was curious. So um, Gore Verbinski was going to direct Bioshock. It was being written with John Logan, who did a couple Bond movies in the last few years. And this is pretty interesting. So at this point, the movie adaptation has been canceled. It's not going to be made. So he was a little bit more forthcoming with the details. He said that they had lots of cool set pieces they were working on. But for the ending, he said they were going to try to incorporate both which I think is interesting. Oh. Both endings. So after the final boss oh. battle, the, the cinematics at the end. I see, I see. I thought you meant from Infinite for whatever reason. Oh, no. So the first- That would have made no sense. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, but an Infinite movie, that would be pretty darn that'd be cool. good. That would be a good movie. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I would have been, it would have been great. It would have been a great movie, I'm sure. But I, it is a bummer when you know something from like the source. I don't know if there's a one that I, I would have probably enjoyed it. I enjoy adaptations when I don't know the source. Yeah. Uh, So Michael, Tyler and I have been doing this Patreon show called the Bonk Boys, where we watch um, video game movies every other episode. And I'm going to tell you this, uh, none of them are good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> even the ones you think are good are bad <laughs> yeah that i can't say that surprises me unfortunately yeah it's hard um but i do think riddick is great um is that a, is that video, a video game i believe it's based on a video game wow I, to me yeah, i think riddick's great I don't, I don't know if it holds up now but no it's so good i liked the chronicles of riddick for a time i believe that preceded riddick Mm -hmm. am i wrong is it i think it is based on a video game it in fact is uh i don't know no it uh it has video games but the movie pitch black the first one that's uh, what it is that's that's what i'm thinking of okay got it but it's from the same franchise yeah yeah so So i'm right uh so we could do it for the bonk boys okay okay that's what you're getting at here okay no i i'm not angling for anything i just like i i i I legitimately i was like i think it's video game based Anyways. I we need to watch the three hour um, horrible Warcraft movie. That's one that I want to find. I don't want to pay for it, but I want us all to watch it. Apparently, the story makes no sense. And despite being three hours long, you cannot follow what is happening. Oh, um, that sounds miserable. And we need to see that, Nick is saying. So, <laughs> yes. So you guys uh, enjoy bad to- movies then. Bonk oh. boys are... And what do you mean by bad movies? Riddick, you think yeah, it's apparently, bad? Video game movies, apparently. Right, uh, video game movies. Um, you know, I, I don't think, unless you guys were, unless you two specifically wanted to watch the Warcraft movie, I, there's no way I'd do it. Right. You two are the only people that could get me to do that. Uh, and Aww. it would have to be, well, only for the entertainment <laughs> I'm not. I'm never going to be bored enough to. Oh, I'll only remember the first part you said. 
you would only do it for us. Well, Michael Rizzell, on that note, it sounds like you're a fan of Bioshock. But have you yeah. ever been inside Bioshock? No, oh my God, that would be the dream. I wish there was a way. Well, too bad there's not. There's not. Sorry, bud. Oh, that's all right. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, when I was moving, I found I found this box and mailed it. What? Michael, is this your address? Look at this. Uh, oh, my God. How did you know? I, I never give my address out to anyone. <laughs> I don't know how I got it. Um, well, check your front door. Okay. Hold on a second. Something just got delivered. Just oh now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or while we were recording this podcast, because I really? check my door for mail constantly. Look at this thing, you guys. Should yeah. I open it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's just showing <laughs> yeah, up the box okay, to us. Up the box. <laughs> yeah, you should. I like, I like unopened gifts, just the mystery box nature of it. I yeah, you're really it. mesmerized. Tyler, just for the record, what was that address you shipped it to? <laughs> oh, um, I don't want to say. No, come I'm... on. Michael's not going to care. One, two, four. Fake Boulevard. No, you're not supposed to give it. You're supposed to make a fake one, Tyler. <laughs> okay, okay. Come on, God, dude. People don't show up here. Come on. Oh, um, anyway, Michael, we packed you a reactivator. That's what's in that box. That's what this thing is. Um, okay, can I turn it on? Is that, do you guys mind if I turn it on right now? No, we, don't do it. No, don't do it. No. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No, no. Hey, um, Big Daddy, uh, it feels gross saying it. Big no, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you, you finish. Why, why, why do you make me and the other girls call you Big Daddy? I, I like to be the Big Daddy. I, I never had kids of my own. It was kind of a wish fulfillment thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's starting to feel that way. Now that me and the girls are getting a little older, it's um, getting a little creepy. Uh, is there a reason you chose an island we can't escape from to uh, uh, to reside? These and sorry, I've, I've escape. I, well, uh, why would you ever want to leave? Well, we're in paradise. A bunch of young women and me, <laughs> their big daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and here's, if I could just say, here's another thing. Feels like you're really forcing us to prep for your death. It's just, we got a whole life to live. It's feeling a little weird. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't have said anything. I'll go back to making your coffin. Yeah, I, you don't want to, I just thought you'd want to repay me after I saved all of you from those, those terrible drug addicts. Hey, right, Big Daddy. Um, yes, yes, right? little sister. I'm so tired from hammering nails into your coffin. Make sure you have a great fit. Uh, can I get some money for some ice cream? Yeah, let me give you some money so that you can buy some ice cream on this island. Oh, thanks, Big Daddy. Oh, oh, hey there, little sister. Hey, what's up? You're going to get a SpongeBob ice cream from the vending machine that we found? Mm-hmm. We found a vending machine. Normally, they just have slug juice, but this one had a SpongeBob pop. 
Mm-hmm. Big Daddy, you don't see anything wrong with this? I I I don't understand. I I'm sorry. Were all those years I spent protecting you? And was that was that not? Do you think that was easy for me? Do you Feels think like that was something I wanted to do. I could have left. I could have gone. I, I didn't have to stick around. I get you. Listen, I, I listen. I'm not saying I'm not appreciative. Very cool. But you basically did this in a weekend. All right. Now hey. you're making us do it. Go on. Big daddy, okay. big daddy. I'm so sorry. I just dropped the dollar in the dirt and it's all muddy. I think oh, I need that, a spanking. You, you've been daddy. a bad <laughs> Okay. I'm about to give you a spanking. Come here. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't spank do. you with my drill. Big I'm daddy. Spanking you with my no, drill. No. All right. You know, I'm swimming away. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, no, come back. No. So I start swimming away in the coffin. I'm in a diving suit. I can swim too. Yeah, well, good luck. Uh, oh, no, I'm sinking. I'm kind of drowning. I'm going to prepare the coffin. Oh, God, I'm do, sinking. Do I have to save him? Oh, God. Come on. This is pathetic. A bit uh, of a moral choice for you here. Yeah, okay. Yes, I'm coming back. Swish, swish, swish. Here, hop in the coffin. Oh. Thank you, thank you. Oh, well, I, I knew when I when you first called me daddy, I knew you'd never leave. Well, you sort of asked me to call you that. I when this I is first told you to call me daddy, and you did it. I thought that's a good girl. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, I, I, the tables have turned here. Don't you agree? I sort of just saved your life, didn't I? You did. Oh no, you're the big mommy now. <laughs> You're the oh, big mommy. Interesting. Uh, Never thought I could uh, big mommy, huh? Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm little brother. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. No. No, if uh, you're role playing like that with the other girls, I'm gonna be really upset. A freeze frame uh, title card comes up for Bioshock. And so ends the story. The bad ending. <laughs> you got it for harvesting some little sisters. <laughs> Not all of them got to live with little brother and big mama. Why don't you see how it feels to play the other ending? We cut to it. We cut to uh, the office. Well, so you found me, have ye? Yeah. Well, let me stop playing with me. I'm Rand Legos and show you me real voice. Uh. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I, no, this yeah, is my this is my real voice. I. <laughs> it's another Irish accent. It's not that far off from the first one, to be honest with this you. This is you probably never thought I had it in me. This one. <laughs> yeah, everyone else here is American. I don't know why you are putting on an accent. Twice. Had to change my accent when I came across the shores. Couldn't be walking around like a leprechaun. Ain't it impressive? I'm also doing the other one. At the same time, sometimes. This is, I mean, it, look, it's a, it's a great skill. I would just say, you know, no notes, but next time maybe pick two different sounding voices. It might punctuate the moment better. I'm still stuck on... I've been calling in the intercom asking you for help. Have you been playing with Legos this entire time? I. Okay. They're all just gray. You don't like me playing with me Legos, huh? Uh, 
Can I hear I that in the other You said pick another one. I picked another one. You don't like it? Oh. You're some kind of wise guy? You shink the, you shink the shucks? <laughs> and now you're doing the second voice is like your new voice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Look, That's both. right. It's like Tony Soprano mixed with Bugs Bunny, I think, is the inspiration for one. Okay. What do you mean? Put that carrot down. Look, I don't know. <laughs> Did you bring me up here for a reason? I can keep going and looking for these little sisters. Seemed like you had something big to tell me. Yeah, I brought you up here for a reason. See, uh, the little sisters... Can you stop playing with the Legos for a second? I'm trying to show you something here, huh? What you kind of, you're disrespecting me? No. I'm trying to show you with my little Ein Rind, Ein Rind Legos here. <laughs> you're going too far with the accent now. Ein Rind? Nah, it doesn't work in the other one either. Okay, Ein I see. Rind. The little blocks represent each little sister. Yeah. See, and eyes, eyes was there, had the little sisters. You're trying to tell me that I got to have other people have my little sisters. No, I worked hard. So I get a bunch of little sisters and you get no little sisters. Doesn't that seem, does that seem fair if I gave, had to give you some of my little sisters? Uh, no, I'm, it, it would be fair if we split them equally. What's the, what's the point being made here? Do you think, do you, do you think I, I would look good as a woman? Uh, yeah, actually. Look that way. Look around. Turn around. Okay. Uh, I feel like you could use a passphrase to make me. I oh, would. that's right. Uh, would you kindly turn around, please? Oh. Uh, I turn around, big boy. <laughs> Who is that? A new new person? I don't need to listen to well, this Well, my, person. oh, my. Look. <laughs> you caught me playing with my Legos. I still have the command from the first voice to look at this wall. It sounds like there's so many people in the would room you, with me. Would you kindly look over at us? New people who've just entered the room. Oh, um, yeah. Two, two women walked in. <laughs> oh, it's Mrs. Tenenbaum. You uh, try to give me helpful advice sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aren't I irresistible? Wait a minute. You normally have a German accent. Are you trying a voice thing too? I want to give you. <laughs> we give him a big kiss. <laughs> Ew, cuties. And Play so ends by the shock. <laughs> the good <laughs> ending. <laughs> That's all, folks. It is all, folks. But what if there was one more? An ending that combined both of these tales. <laughs> I. I, Daddy. <laughs> Hop in me coffin or ye'll drown, big boy. I, I, Daddy. Uh, come on and get in. Hi, daddies. Daddies on, on the water. I dropped my dollar again. I need a spanking. Michael Rizal, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me, you guys. What a dream come true. 
Well, uh, it was lovely to have you. You're one of the funniest. Uh, I gotta ask, you got anything to plug? <laughs> uh, I play with a super fun team named Wimbledon. Uh, we do improv most Wednesdays uh, at the clubhouse in Los Angeles. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Wimbledon Improv. Uh, and that's it. Just, you know what? Get out and see some live improv in Los Angeles. If it's not me, catch you guys, catch any live improv because it's super fun and it's back. Love it. A nice local plug. Improv is back. Uh, LA is one of the best places for it. Um, yeah. Or wherever you are. If you're, uh, I think Germany has a, I hear they have a good improv scene. I've heard yeah. just nothing but good things about it. And we'd like to apologize to all of the German people out there who listened, who may have been offended by our live show. And we're not going to throw Will Hines under the bus. But he I did. Follow, but he did this. He did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, if you gave us a one star because somebody did a German accent, we just want to say <laughs> we apologize. We apologize, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> uh well thank you again michael you can follow me on twitter at nick underscore costanza and at nick costanza on instagram you can also follow this podcast at reactivators on twitter and instagram uh you know throw us a five star review you can say anything you like we'll still read it on the show even if it's not a call of duty tip uh throwback to episode 10 <laughs> um uh in the meantime you can also hit us up on twitter or instagram i we love commenting back to people so say hi uh Tyler, you got anything? Should have 69 Instagram and Twitter. Follow the Patreon at Super NPC Radio, the Patreon we're a part of, and there's a bunch of good shows over there. This has been another episode of Reactivators. See you next time. <laughs>